I don't know. Maybe, maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. That's part of the. I never know. I know. That's because I want you to be yourself, Aaron. I want you to be yourself. What's that noise in the background? Put that kid to bed. All of us. All of a sudden, and all of a sudden, she was in bed. Here she is. <laughs> She's playing with uh, mermaids in my office. Oh, oh! I've got to send you pictures of my office. Hashtag dad life. Would, I get it. You're hold on, an office. Envious. What are you like a millionaire? What happened? No, 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 no. I, so when we built the new house, uh, new house. What are you, a millionaire? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we built the house. Yeah, well, no, I know you built a house. I'm just okay. Well, just finish your sentence. You know, what, what were you saying? I got, I got news for you. Your, your phone connection isn't better. <laughs> no, it's much better. I promise you. I promise you. If if you were on Zoom, it would be like it would. Uh, <laughs> it would be better. Yeah, it's it's uh, it would not be good. This is you need a you need a Wi-Fi center, my friend. No, I do have one. It's uh-huh. it's just the thing that it's ex- it's the thing that it's extending it from also sucks ass. Well, who's your provider? I don't know. Some bumfuck internet, <laughs> bumfuck satellite internet. I don't know. Or satellite internet. I don't know. I don't think it's satellite internet. I think it's like regular tower, like where it shoots a a laser beam oh, through the air. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. but it. But it's not like a hard line that's like buried in the ground. Well, is that because they don't have any copper lines out there? Is that the only provider? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't know. Well, is it... Tell your parents to quit wasting money. This isn't my fault. Get an actual... Oh, this... tell the RV park to quit wasting money. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever you're posted up. I'm in a van down by the river. No, it is a RV down by a pond. It's an RV, yes, and it's next to a pond. That's exactly right. It's much better. Much better. Every morning you can wake up and literally go piss in the water. Well, no, I have to like walk across the street. It's a ways. It's not like it's like right outside. It's not like I'm on the bank there. But I can't walk outside and piss. I mean, I can just, you know, open up the door and. And piss straight out the door. Yeah, well, then you're, but then you're walking through, uh, you're walking, you know, I don't know. I don't know. You know, you would think that it would be nice and quiet and peaceful out here in the country, but it is not. It is so fucking loud out here. I swear to God, at nighttime, all I hear is cows mooing and coyotes howling. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, <laughs> It is so fucking loud. And dogs barking. It's just dogs barking, coyotes, and then a cow going. And I'm like, God, shut up. It's like they never sleep. Okay, so I heard this thing. Tell me if this is true. I heard that cows sleep laying down during the day. But at nighttime, 
they sleep standing up. I mean, they can. They're kind of like a horse in that regard. They can, they do the like, the, sh- the feet shuffle. I, I, I don't get it. Cow, cow's legs can, can they can walk. Like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, cow's legs can walk, everybody. Did you, they can, they can pop did you hear yeah. that? <laughs> so no but seriously though I, I here's the thing though like okay so you know I, i've never i've never gotten up in the middle of the night and observed cows while they slept like this could this is a mystery that could be easily solved like we could find out if cows actually sleep standing up or not i don't think that they do I think that's just a wives' tale. I think cow tipping is bullshit. I don't think anyone's ever actually. It's like snipe hunting. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I just googled it, and it says that cows do doze off while standing up, but to hit a full. Okay, well I do that. They have to lie down. Like every day at work. What? Yes, they have to lie down though when they hit the REM cycle. Okay, gotcha. So, so if they really want to sleep. Mm-hmm. Then they lay down. That's what I thought. Okay, because it doesn't make sense to where they could just sleep, like literally sleep standing up. Yeah, I could see like maybe dozing off for a minute, daydreaming maybe, but uh, not like a full on, you know, passed out drooling on your pillow sleep. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, and so I think cow tipping is, I don't think that's real. Have you ever? Yeah. Have you ever talked to anyone who claims to have been? Yeah, right. How would you push over a cow anyway? They're like 2,000 pounds. It's like pushing over a car. You don't just push over a car. Well, another thing is, is, you know, people that like, they can light cow's farts on fire. (laughs) I don't know the last time that you've been behind a cow, but they will kick this shit out of you. Uh, And also they... Okay, go ahead. They never, they never let you get behind them like that. No, they, they, I mean, like, no, they don't. They do not want you behind them. They will turn and move. Like you'd have to be a stealthy, light-footed, <laughs> hundred-pound kid. You'd have to be a fucking ninja cowboy. No, they. Uh, so, like, okay, first of all, you're right. They don't, they don't let you walk up right behind them. Even if they did, like, you would have to be like their best friend just to get that close to them without them walking away. And even then, you know what else? Cows don't actually fart. Okay. They burp. Tell me more, Mr. Biology. They burp. They don't fart. So so there's no methane in their body? No, there is, but they burp it out. They don't fart it out. Okay. So it's just their poop that is very... uh, Right. So when people complain about global warming because cows are releasing too much gas into the air, it's because they're burping, not farting? Well, yeah, they say it's cow fart. It's still coming from cows. It is coming from cows, but they don't fart. They burp. Because, you know, they have four stomachs. So, like, it goes from one stomach to the next, to the next, to the next, and then out the colon. So by the time it gets to, like, the fourth stomach and into the colon... Like, uh, apparently all of the gas comes out on the front end. Yeah. And so they they burp it out, but they don't fart it out. Speaking of 
random facts about cows. Have you ever seen cow magnets? Cow magnets? Cow magnets. No, what's it? What do you uh, like a magnet of a cow? No, no, no. no. So like, <clears throat> cow magnets are uh, they get in, they ingest like because you know, they're always eating grass off the ground. They can ingest like pieces of metal. You know, like old barbed wire, uh, yeah. you know, chips of things, it's different different stuff. And so it can settle in their stomachs and in their intestinal lining. And so they make these magnets and they're like three to four inches long and you make them swallow them and it goes through their entire digestive tract and pulls that metal to it and then they pass it. The... <sighs> So, okay. So this metal is just sitting in their four stomachs and their intestines. Mm-hmm. And they swallow a magnet. And as they digest the magnet, the magnet sticks to the metal and then they shit out the magnet. Doesn't that just like tear apart their asshole on the way out? Well, you would think, but I mean, it's a more practical way to have them release the metal as opposed to it settling in their intestinal tract and causing like trauma in in the tract or in the stomach which would make them go septic well what if what if the what if the magnet doesn't come out do you have have to have a second magnet to get the first magnet out Uh, or what if the two like ends line up and then they just push each other apart Man, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just know that that's, that's when... I've never heard of that. that, that yeah. That's yeah. a thing? Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, I was, you know what, I was about like uh, probably eight years old when I was introduced to the Cheerio. Do you know what the Cheerio is? Uh, is it what you sit on when you have a hammer? No, that's a donut. No, this is a Cheerio. <laughs> No, yes, this is much smaller than a donut. And so this this Cheerio, what it is, is it's this tight little rubber band that's in the shape of a Cheerio. It's about the shape, of, it's about the size of an Oreo. Or not Oreo, what did I say? Cheerio. Um, I'm drunk, leave me alone. So it's about the size of a Cheerio. And they put it, or that's how they castrate cows. Like they put that tight ass rubber band around their balls. There's like this little clamp. It's like uh, you, you squeeze yeah, it. Yeah, and it's, I, know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, not, and yeah. Then, and then you, you cut them and then it seals the, the cut. Yeah, well, it, it cuts off the circulation to the balls. Right. No, they just put it on the balls and it cuts off circulation. And then the balls just die and fall off. Well, they don't fall off, but like they die and then you just cut them off. Or you just, yeah, you just tie them, tie them off. You can tie them Ooh. off the same way and then cut Ooh. them. Yeah. Oh. My yeah. God, could you imagine? Mine, uh, last year, he had, uh, he was castrating calves. And uh, his dad, like, his dad has cerebral palsy, so he can't, like, do anything anymore. But mm-hmm. he was standing there telling him what to do. <laughs> and he had never done it before. <laughs> he had to say, uh. So, the cow almost to death. so he he's t- 
So this guy who never put a Cheerio on a bowl was taking instruction mm-hmm. from his father who had cerebral palsy. That's correct. That sounds like an episode of like Seinfeld or something. I can't see it, but I can tell you exactly what you're touching. <laughs> Ooh, uh, no thanks. Are you still drinking uh, no the thanks. Time Slacks? Nine banded, nine banded. Nine. Yeah, nine. yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. I just got a new bottle this evening. Um, and yeah, there's such thing in diversity. And it's already gone. Uh, but I'm just kidding. No, it's not. No, I've done, no. This is my first glass. No, this is my second glass of it. Fuck, I've had so much to drink. I forgot. <laughs> and this is how it starts, people. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here for your entertainment. Drinking on some uh, Shavas Riggle 12 year uh, scotch. It's a blended scotch. Um, You're so bougie. I also, I also have Jesus. Uh, Amber Lore, which is a space side uh, single malt. And then I have this other one, which I don't know how to pronounce it, so I'm just going to say it. It's Oshintonshan. 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 Is that uh, Japanese or German? I can't tell. No, no, it's it's Scottish. Okay. Way off. S H A N. So, you know, there's there's different levels of Scotch, like where Scotland is. Like there's the lowlands, the highlands, the islands, the isles, uh-huh. and then there's another. I think there's another one, and now I can't remember where it is. But um, the Austin shop. It is uh, from the lowlands, and the only way that I can describe it is it tastes like a summer scotch, like a summer whiskey. If you could imagine a uh, like a, a like a like for example, like citrusy beer, like yeah. uh, like a, a Bud Light Lime, or oh, uh, I hate that one, but like Stop a that. Ultra Cactus. Like Even worse. What are you doing? Really, really, well, it's just really light. It's like a super light, tangy taste. Mm-hmm. It's that's kind of how this scotch. That's the only way I can describe it, other than saying. I mean, it still tastes like scotch, but it's it's a very light flavor, and it's light in color too. And uh, it's a uh, fermented in uh, port port barrels, so it tastes you know kind of sweet. Um, but anyways, um, so I want to tell you what we were doing tonight, Jamie and I. Uh, oh, you were with Jamie before you started texting. Hey, no, my, Had- my wife, not. Oh. Okay. So oh, boo. <laughs> In that case, boo. Just kidding. I love you, Jamie. Let me explain. Yes. That uh, my wife's name is Jamie, and one of my friends' names is Jamie, <laughs> and Jamie married me and Jamie. Two different Jamies. Yes. Jamie married Aaron and Jamie. So if I ever say that I was laying in bed with Jamie, know that it was my wife and not my friend. Uh, Not that I'm homophobic at all. I'm just... Oh my God. Aaron? Aaron, you just got canceled that quickly. You just got canceled. Uh, I know. I'm super straight. Card card 53 comedy is no more. By the way... um, (laughs) Okay, listen, 
we're gonna get back to card 53 because i fucked up the first interview that me and you had yeah and we'll get to that too we'll get to that too but but finish finish the story that you were talking about what you and jamie not your friend but your wife jamie we're doing um i got at home waxing kits like as far as uh, i got one of those wax warmers comes with a kit like off of amazon for like 30 30 bucks well then also i've seen Quality. a trend of these like nose hair wax kits where you like it's you dip this like applicator in the wax and then you shove it up your nose and then you let it sit for a minute and a half and then you jerk all the nose hairs out of your <laughs> nose uh dude first off i've got videos of it and i'll send it to you okay um but second did you get what well, did it work it really, just close it really works nice it really works it like awesomely works okay well here's the thing though you know your nose hairs are there for a reason right like you don't want to get rid of okay. all of them okay now you're going to get an upper respiratory infection look good job asshole was it worth it was it worth it like yeah it's going to be worth it have you seen Okay, go ahead and tell me about your nose hairs. And I'll, I'm gonna, no, I'm going to tell you about my nose hairs. Go ahead. The fact, that, the fact that you're a tall guy, you should know that people are always looking up your nose. Yeah, that's all they see. I'm 6'4", and my nose is giant. Like my nostril. I can stick my thumbs in my nostril easily. I can stick half my thumb up my nose. That's how big my nostrils are. Okay, that's almost disgusting. I wonder if I can do that. No, you're welcome. Can't fit my, nope. Yeah, my thumb, I can fit all the way up to my, my knuckle in my, with my thumb. Right uh, well, I am now. Yeah, right oh, okay. on camera, right here. Yeah. Look. What's funny is, is you're, you're not, you know, in other words, you don't talk with your nose because you're not nasally when you, when you do that. That's good. No, I'm not because it's so big. <laughs> you're going to scare away your two listeners. I got both of them. Or it's going to go running for the health. my back the applicator stuff uh wouldn't like you would pull the paper off and only half of the wax would come off so then you'd have to like pick and chisel the other wax <laughs> off. Uh, out of your nose then then uh then i no 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 this is on my back and then, <laughs> and then i did you know uh gross jamie's t-zone basically uh uh, uh her brown yeah, you got rid of the universe. Like, Thank God. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, dude, it's, it's so funny to see somebody go through like a second of pain, but then it's over. <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah, a little bit of pain is funny. Lasting pain is not funny, but like, yeah, if it, if it just lasts for a yeah, second, well, like, then it goes away. Like that, like, you know, when somebody hits their, their, their finger with a hammer okay like that's lasting pain to me because like that that can carry a lot of weight but if it's like a simple thing like that like no it's fine it'll, it'll be okay yeah hmm. anyways um so uh you want to talk about the group and uh i will just go ahead and dive into that rv3 has been around for 10 years actually now it will be almost 12 um 
So we are improv comedy troupe that is uh, native to Tyler. Uh, me and Jamie Whitley started the group back in 2000. And now to be clear, is that is that your wife or is that your friend? To be clear, no, that's, for that's the my, listeners, my friend Jamie Whitley. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and so we started the group, and we didn't have a budget, and so we were like, "Oh, we'll do an improv show." Uh, and then we just kind of stuck with it. And I mean, now we're, you know, we've got a show tomorrow night at, uh, Lindell. Um, and I think right now tickets are like 110. So Jesus Christ. Uh, expecting a lot more walk-ups. Yeah. Do I get a blow so job with this like, show or what? Uh, yeah, no, no, that's what we're giving out. That's, that's what's so important. <laughs> and we sanitize in between. So, oh, good. Uh, sure good. There's no COVID residue left over. Right. We actually garble bleach. Afterwards. Following protocol. Uh, nice. Time. Good call. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. So, uh, but no, like, I mean, it's, it, you know, of course, they're not near as expensive tickets as what, you know, you had to pay to come to uh, the Greenville show that you didn't even watch. Oh, it was and, 75 uh, bucks. It was cheaper. <laughs> yeah. You said you said this is one ten, right? No, 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 no. The tickets aren't one ten. That's how many people. That's how many people. Oh, what the fuck? Well, you said the tickets yeah. were one ten. No, I said the. T- well, I mean, what I meant was the ticket sales. There's that many sales. Of oh, the ticket well, sales are one hundred and ten. Okay, so you got one hundred and ten people now. What? What are the? What? Are, okay, all right. Okay. The tickets are only twenty bucks a piece. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, yeah, I paid way more than that to not watch the show for a reason that we'll get into here in a second. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we'll finish what you're saying about Lindell. Uh, well, Lindell. So this is at. Uh, it was Love and War. Now it's called like Texas City. Uh, food and music or something like that and uh i don't know but they've got a pretty pretty nice little place and we performed there before when they had an actual they had a music festival like two years ago and they're like hey you guys want to come and do a show and we're like uh we can (laughs) so so we came and did a show at like four o'clock in the afternoon and I mean, it was all right. It's just like when people come to watch a music weekend, a music show. Yeah. You know, and then some guys get up there and we're doing, you know, uh, you know, kind of complicated games that you have to actually follow. If you're not there for that, then you're going to be like, what the fuck are these guys doing? Why? why, That's kind of random. I mean, like, good for you, but, like, that was, that's kind of a random placement. Like, it's just, the, so the owner of the place at the time, um, he just had went to one of our shows, and he liked us. And it was kind of one of those, not really throwing us a bone, but just, like, like he really wanted us to come up there and make it uh, a place that we normally are at. And we were kind of resistant to it because, you know, Eh, it's not really our scene and they want to serve food and, and drinks and the bar is going to be open in the back so people can get up and go, you know, waiters going to be walking through, all that sort of stuff. And we just didn't want to deal with that. Well, then they reached out to us again this year and they're like, hey, we see that you guys are touring. Would you please come to Lindale again? And we we're like, okay. So, we, I mean, we've already booked two shows with them. And, uh, you know, they're wanting us to, like, stay afterwards and hang out, like, you know, kind of, like, meet the band afterwards and, 
So you do, you've done shows there before. How were the shows when you did them before? How were other than the music festival, of course? No, we haven't ever done a show there before. Oh, we've only done the music show. Yeah, this is our first show back as just an act. And oh, I thought you said you've done two before. And we're not even okay. on Saturday night. See, that's another thing. Is like it's a Friday night. It's a Good Friday, but oh shit, tomorrow is Good Friday. Yeah, I don't have to work tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot the reason of why I don't. It was just like I don't have to work tomorrow, yay! But I completely forgot why I didn't have to work tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Remember the the reason for the season. Yeah, it's a pagan holiday that was to indicate, you know, fornication. That's where East, Yeah, that's where you didn't know that. That's where Easter comes from. No. Yeah, the the rabbit and the egg are both symbols of fertility and fruitfulness and like reproducing and so then christians to to uh not have persecution align their holiday with it okay so so i'm glad you brought that up because there's a book that i read i'm gonna have to look it up on my phone real quick but there's a book that i read oh i didn't read it because i don't read shit um you know it's 2021 no one reads anymore but I listened to it on Audible, and I am going to... Oh, it's the, immor- the Immortality Key. So there's a book you need to download. on. Do you have Audible? No, I don't, but I mean, that, I mean they do a, do you have a Amaz- trial. Do you have like... Trial. Yeah, do you have Amazon? <clears throat> I do. Okay. Well, if you have an Amazon account, like, yeah, I think you can have like Audible for free. It just kind of comes with it. You just have to like set it up. But uh, there's a book called The Immortality Key by Brian Murarescu. Murarescu. It is incredible. So he goes into now. This is like this is this is going to lead to like a much longer thing than than just answering the whole question about Easter and the eggs. So you, you know, because like you're you're always like you know growing up at some point you're like hold on what the fuck bunnies don't lay eggs and what does this have to do with jesus right so um this whole book just just to kind of give the short version is just a a big explanation and it's all and it's all evidence-based like this is not this is not just like opinion right it's not his opinion right he's based it off a historical fact Right. He's not biased in any way. He is not someone, he, he's, he's not a, a druggie. He's not, he's never done shrooms. And the reason that's, that's pertinent because of, of that, that has to deal with, with, with the book. So um, the original, uh, I, I'm going to give you the gist and I'm not going to say that. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. It's been five minutes. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so, okay. So okay. Well, I'm, I'm trying to tell you, but I, what I'm going to say may not make sense. You're going to have a lot of follow-up questions. Okay. I'm okay. just prepping you. All right. So here it is. Okay. And <laughs> it's coming in three, Come around, two, here we go. one. And just here in another minute or so, we are going to get to it. And <laughs> yeah, let's do an ad read. This episode is brought to you by hair, body hair. 
Nine, nine band, nine band, well, nine flags. Only, I, I don't. Like, there's only six flags in Texas. <laughs> flags, bullshit. It's stupid. Yeah, and where does six flags come from anyway? Six flags over there. It has to do with like America, the Texas flag, the 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 thirteen right. colony or some shit. Right. What are the other Maine, three? Mexico. And like all uh, all the different countries that have owned us at some point. And our own country. We're we're the only we're the only state that was its own country. Right. So we got Texas, the state flag, California which is will argue that, but that's that, California stupid. Well, fuck California, those fucking yeah. liberal commie bastards. You you fucking Smurfs. You know why they're Smurfs? Because they're blue on the they're blue. <laughs> that's they're right. Blue they're still in quarantine they're sad because they're blue and they believe in magic um um, so this book um the the whole gist of it and three two one is about how basically jesus was a drug dealer he was teaching how to make a wine which was infused with hallucinogenic mushrooms which would get you high which at the time was a big no-no with roman catholic superiority in the region but it was actually an ancient greek tradition of drinking the sacred wine that would get you high that puts you in touch with like another dimension of existence of enlightenment and it had started to kind of go away because the roman catholics at the time made it go away wait 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 no let me no, 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 no. let me finish let me finish because i'm gonna lose it i'm gonna lose it. i'm on a drag and then jesus carried this tradition on and he was not murdered because he thought he was the son of god or that he was jewish but rather that he was trying to he was the leader of an underground movement which would become christianity the foundation upon which was to carry on the legacy of this would-be forgotten recipe for a very sacred wine that got you high and it started out as a pagan underground cult religion which was attempted to be snuffed out by the roman catholics in charge at the time but it spread far enough and the way that they hid their parables and their recipes and their communication was in um like basically code speak where they would instead of calling it this they would call it that in all the books of the bible when they're talking about doing this or that was they were actually instead of talking about angels and uh, all this other stuff and then and in the son of god and god they were what they were really talking about was this wine and how to make it and pass it on the recipe and to keep that legacy going And I'll take your follow-up questions now. Okay. First, 
church wouldn't have come along until after Jesus, because it was established by one of his. No, that's not true. People. Pontius Pilate was, it was all Catholic. Pontius Pilate. No, Catholicism was not in, invented until post. Jesus. Yeah, no, yes, it was. No, it was around. It was in charge. They're the ones who put Jesus to death. Pontius Pilate. He was he was a Catholic. It was Romans. There was the Romans. The Romans are who are, are who did that. They were Catholic. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't Roman Catholic, right? Yeah, well, it was what what we can what we call Catholic today. I don't know what they called it at the time. Whatever it was, it was the Roman. Well, they were, they were Catholicism. It was it was a theology of you know one single God. It was a church, right, 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 right. With popes and priests, and they were touching little boys, and you know the whole nine yards. And then and and then I'm not even going to unpack this. I don't even want to unpack this. I don't want to. You gotta listen. Just listen. Just listen to the book. It does all the explaining. So like I that was just like the shortest Cliff Notes version I could ever possibly give. That was, and I probably even butchered that. So Brian Murescu, if you're listening, which you're not, I'm sorry if I butchered your book, but the book is amazing. You need to listen to it. All right. Yeah, seriously. Uh, oh, and it goes into like so much more. That's that's just one part. It goes into so much more. Like all the all these. Well, okay. So to tie it back into the Easter thing. So Easter with, you know, the bunny and the egg, both of those are are signs of fertility. So like all these Christian holidays, you know how they don't make sense? Like, why is Jesus's birthday celebrated by Santa Claus and we give presents? And why is there a tree? And why do we decorate the tree? And like all these Christian holidays where we do shit that we don't really understand why we do it. We've just always done it since we were a kid because our parents did it and their parents did it. And we don't really understand so the reason why the reason why um so on christmas which is supposed to be the, the the birthday of christ which in all reality in fact there's a lot of evidence that christ was actually born in the spring not in the winter um why is december 25th the birthday probably because the people in charge wanted to give someone like they wanted to give people something to look forward to in the dreary months of winter Whenever there was like nothing else to look forward to, because does isn't it convenient that Christmas falls like halfway between in winter, like where well, winter solstice is when December twenty no June twenty first is summer solstice. December it's close it's it's close to the the winter it's solstice. Close to the same. It, it was it's originally close. a winter like a winter uh, like it was it it aligns with that time period it's close i don't know exactly of the, of the winter or something. i don't know I, look i'm not a theologist well i'm not either but i know the winter solstice is is sometime around that part of the year but my my point is it's like it's like dead in the center of winter so like as soon as fall is gone and thanksgiving is passed um you know like you got a month and then it's christmas and then in just a couple more months, you you know, it's springtime. And so I honestly think, I don't know, I, I this is just this is just my opinion, and I could be completely wrong. But the, the powers that be at some point were like they because have you noticed that all the major holidays are kind of evenly spaced? Sure. Except, except the car companies. 
What's that? It's the card companies. They want you to. They want you to make sure that you have a card every two months. Right. Yeah. They want. Yeah. It's like a year-round commercial business. They want to keep people spending money throughout the year, right? Sure, so. Sure. Thanksgiving and Christmas are pretty close together, but like other than that, you know what? You've got like Valentine's Day in February, and then you got Easter or or St. Patty's Day, and then you got Easter, and then you got what the fuck? What what is in June? I don't know. I guess I guess there's no really major holidays in the summer, but but it's summer. But it's summer. No one cares because it's summer and it's warm, and people can go out and do stuff. But like in the winter, in the winter, there's well, July. Well, yeah, but well, <laughs> Mother's Day, Father's Day, Father's Day's in May. Mother's Day's in February. I thought right. September. No, no, no. Mother's Day's in September, right? Whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, My it's all. But it, yeah, it's like every yeah. month there's something, or if it's not every month, it's every other month. My point is, is that I think the powers that be at some point just put. They were like, hey, we got this big, huge dead spot where it's cold and people are miserable. We need to give them something to look forward to. So let's just put this holiday right fucking in the middle, smack dab in the middle of winter, and let's make it the best holiday ever. And that'll give people something to look forward to. And now suddenly, when winter comes around, people love it. Could you imagine like if there was no Christmas in December? As soon as winter come around, came around, you would be like, fuck, someone kill me. It's about to be like four months of awful freezing bullshit. And there's nothing to look forward to until spring. And it would be miserable. But as soon as the cold weather comes in, you're like, ooh, pumpkin spice lattes and Christmas. Right? So, like, it keeps your spirits up. It keeps the masses from losing their shit. And then they go out and they max out their credit cards on cheap plastic shit from China. So that's Jesus Christ. So you, you fall so far off it. Can't you just enjoy it for what it is? No, I can't. I can't because all I see is like people spending money that they don't have on, or if they do have it, could be better used <laughs> elsewhere. And then all that shit that they're buying, these kids end up with mountains of plastic toys, which they will play with for five minutes and then forget about. And then it takes up space in your house and then you got to clean it. And that takes time. And that's, and then you got to throw it away and it goes to a landfill and it lasts forever. So we're literally spending money. We're paying money to pollute the planet with shit we don't need and taking so, it away okay. from let places counter, where... Let me counter that. Stop giving presents that don't mean anything. Exactly. Give presents from the heart. Do things that are that are worthwhile. Like, for my dad, like, I get him, like, generally something for his gardening. Because in the spring, that's what he loves to do. He has, like, his little garden outside with peppers and tomatoes and, you know, whatever else he decides to plant that year. Yeah. Like uh, that's what I, you know, or, or I got him one year, I made him a sign for his camp house down at the, down at his, uh, his deer, you know, deer lease. And it was stupid because we called the place, uh, uh, it's like this shack out in the middle of this prairie. 
and uh, the stabbing like, you know, some woods around it. And so we always called it the Shawnee Chateau because I mean it's just like this. It, I mean, you know, oxymoron, right? Like it's a piece of shit. Like, it's <laughs> terrible. I mean, like you know, there's holes in the floor. Like you know, it's been out there for 150 years, <laughs> but they still sleep in it like during the cold months because like they're men and that's what men do. Yeah, of course. You know, I mean, yeah, whatever they do their thing. That's that's they they that's love fun. doing that. Yeah, so right. let them do it, right? Yeah, right. So, anyways, I made them a sign. You're drunk enough, you don't feel anything. I painted it, and, and I painted it in like terrible, my terrible handwriting, which just looks like a five year old. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I called it the Shawnee Chateau, and dude, that was like the best present for him. We went down that day at Christmas. Hung it up at the front of that place. How, so when you pull up, that's what it says: the Shawnee Chateau. How old is it? I mean, how far away is it? Is what I mean. Oh, it's like fifteen miles. Oh, like it's not that far. Was very, very fortunate and found a a piece of property that they can lease out, like fifteen miles down the road, and it's oh shit. You know, a few hundred acres that they are allowed to hunt on. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, up here in Dallas and north of Dallas area, there is like uh, we have to drive. Now, I mean, there's deer up here, but it's like it's not like it is out there because it's just not as much forest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We ain't behind the piney curtain like you folks down there in East Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I know. I've been drinking again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what? Well, uh, we should also say I was, uh, as you heard in the episode before. No, they didn't uh, hear. They didn't hear. Yes, they remember? Did. No, they they did. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the episode, episode nine, right before this. They, you said that I was your roommate, and oh, uh, when I was talking to Zach, into a lot of detail like that. Uh, oh, we had no. a lot of fun as roommates. Uh, you had some Egyptian yak fur uh, couches from 1962. Uh-huh. And, uh, literally had you sit on the floor uh, when you sat on the floor. People uh, were shorter back then. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> it wasn't that they were so hot they needed to get more horizontal than anything. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't long enough for you to lay on anyway, but also they were shorter back then, so maybe it was. <laughs> and it was uncomfortable uh, as fuck, by I the way. Oh, I remember that. Come in and, and narrate it while I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> and there was this guy all the time in this hallway that I would sneak up behind and I would bludgeon him and knock oh, him. Oh, I remember like, him. Never see him. Out of the kids, knock him out. Anyways, oh gosh, some memories. Did you? Gosh, I thought. Here, but. Well, I thought you narrated that. I didn't. Did I narrate that? I don't. I don't fucking know. I don't remember. I don't remember. I I, I do remember that game though. That was uh, yeah. Thief. It was kind of like Assassin's Creed. Wasn't yeah, it? except you didn't kill anybody. You just your whole objective was to go into people's houses, steal stuff, and then go hawk it. Like that was the whole <laughs> point of the game. You're basically a crackhead. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, I still like a medieval crackhead. I know that you're trying to prove something to somebody, but I mean, 
Hey man, how can how much can I get for this VCR and a Home Alone two VHS tape? <laughs> So what were we talking about? We're, oh, oh, so we're talking about pagan holidays. Oh, I was going to tell you about Christmas. Okay, so you know how... Know no, 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 no. You don't know shit about Christmas. I'm about to tell you I about know, the Christmas. I know. Thistle hair? The Christmas hair? I don't know nothing about that, but I'm about to learn you yeah. something about some Christmas little, right little now. Saint what? No, okay. no, no, no. Okay, so tell me about this... Tell me about this Cecil Bear, because I don't know anything about it. 1963? What? I was born in 84. This was 21 years before I was born. Music is what you should know. Yeah, I know music, but I... I, Just just fucking tell you about about Cecil Bear? Thistle. Thistle. Like... Thistle? Like thistles. Yeah. Thistle. Thistle. Like a thorn. H-I-S-T-L-E. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Tell me about... Tell me about thistle beer. I don't care about this. I'm just, I'm just, that's just a song. Thistle. No, no, no. You're the expert on music, smartass. Tell me about thistle beer. Well, he, he, he walks around spreading the good news everywhere about Christmas time <laughs> and what it means. Like, what do you what do you want me to tell you about that? Like, it's in the song. Go fucking listen to it. I want you to sing it. No, I'm done singing with that right now. I don't sing anymore. Um. All right. So, by the way, I, I said this on, uh, in the in the uh, <laughs> podcast that 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 never got Justin, recorded. That Justin never. Recorded, I'm going to talk about that after I tell you about Christmas. I, but I, go in. I counted the number of ums that he did in one of his podcasts, and I calculated it up to like seven minutes and thirty two seconds of ums. Well, yeah, you got to fill in that dead space with something. Uh, you are going to find yourself uh, uh, listening to um, uh, uh, lots of ums. Okay, uh, I channeled my inner <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum, like, uh, uh, oh, mm, like, uh, what? Life, ah, ah, away. The only guy that can get away with doing that. Like stutter stepping through an entire sentence. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I'm not gay, but if I could be, Jeff Goldblum would be probably the only guy who I would really? I would yeah. Jeff? Fucking I love me some Jeff Goldblum, dude. He is so fucking awesome. I don't know what it is about Jeff Goldblum. I think it's because I mean, I'm I'm a five other people that I would say that I would go gay for. And he's not on that list. Oh yeah, he's like number one. On, yeah, he's like number one on my list. What the hell? Yeah, I, I think it's just so because not about physical traits to you at all. I mean, he is tall and skinny, so I guess you guys, you know, it's kind of match up. It, it's not even like I don't even think it's him in real life. I think it's like his character in Jurassic Park. 
Dr. Ian, whatever, Ian something. What was his name? Ian Malcolm. Ian, Ian Malcolm. Malcolm. That's it. Yeah. So Dr. Ian Malcolm, like I grew up watching Jurassic Park. Well, and I was always a nerd. Okay, let's, let's, let me tell way, you. I can, uh, I, can, I can quote that entire movie. Can you? Yeah, for the most part, I can quote the entire movie. Okay. Jamie gets on to me because anytime it's on, I say the line before it comes. Every every line. Okay, so <laughs> what is the joke that the little kid says when they're stuck in the tree and they see the Brachiosaurus? He says. He says. Uh, he says two jokes. Give Give me either or yeah, both. Uh, uh, what do you call a blind dinosaur? Do you think a saurus? there you go see those are the two jokes i remember i don't remember the was there other ones i don't don't remember Um, if there were i don't think there were i think those are the only two two things and then when he's fallen one of my favorite lines is uh when he when they finally like get out of the car and they're like go up and down the tree and then they get down to the bottom and the car falls on top of them and he's like out of breath and he's like well we're in the car again. <laughs> like, like, you know, Spielberg had to be going like, like he probably improv that line, and Spielberg goes, "That's that's fucking perfect." Perfect. In the movie. Yeah, yeah. God, that movie was so good. That was. That was really such a movie. huge part of my childhood. Like you have no doubt, I've probably yeah. seen that movie a thousand times. That and Twister, dinosaurs <laughs> and tornadoes. Dude, but he's such a bad actor. Like he's got such a dumb face and voice. It kills me. But like he's good. But. <laughs> Like you, you, I mean, like he has the same. Like he never changes his voice, yet his demeanor in every movie that he's in is totally different. Like take Twister for example. He's kind of this cocky, uh, no, you know, cocky. cocky weatherman, right? Like he, you know, uh, Braxton, son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, like I mean, he's just this. You know, and he's dating a psychologist. Psychiatrist. But he's not the cocky here. one. The other guy's the cocky one, like the the bad guy, the one that gets sucked up by the tornado in the end and dies, and everyone yeah, cheers yeah, yeah. because he's such a fucking douche. But, but, but Bill, Bill's he's kind of cocky in that too because he's he just is a, he's the smart cocky. You like him because he is the protagonist. That's the only reason you like him. Because oh, he actually knows what he's doing. Anyways, right? all right. So okay, let's, go let's, ahead. let's move forward. Let's go. Like, let's go to Tombstone. He's the the brother who's like all about spiritualism, and uh, you know, uh, I hear when you die, you see this light, and then he gets shot and he's dying, and he's like, "Hey, remember when I told you about that light at the end of the tunnel? That ain't true. I can't see a goddamn thing." And then he dies. I remember that. Yeah. In, in, in like abyss. Titanic. Um, Titanic. He was in Titanic. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He was the guy that was running the excavation crew. The excavation crew. No. Yeah, they was, he what was the ex- guy that was on the on the ship in the. Oh shit! Yes, 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 yes. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, I got yeah. you. Okay. Uh, aliens. Hold on, him and uh, well, wasn't the same chick from Twister? What's her name again? The the blonde with the mustache. Uh, oh come on! Stop 
that bad. That debatable. Yeah. Uh, fucking Holly Hunter. No. Maybe I'd have to IMDb it. I'll be honest with you. Okay. Well, fuck. We can do it right now. Just hold, hold, please. Oh fuck! I can't minimize. Okay, hold on. Zoom is telling me I can't minimize. So hold on. Twister cast. <laughs> Helen Hunt. That's it. What did I say? Holly Hunt. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Helen Hunt. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman. PSH was in there. RIP PSH. Hey, that motherfucker. That that dude. That was an actor. Why did the good ones die? Why why couldn't fucking Carrie Eel Eel was who was the cocky one there died and got sucked up by the tornado? Why couldn't he have died in real life? Yeah, he was. That's that's true. God, he's fucking good in the Princess Bride. That's one of that's one of my other all time favorite movies. What? He was in Robin Hood Men and Tides. Yeah, he was. He was in that too. And that was the, the whole line was, you know, uh, man, don't you know they've already made Robin Hood like 17 times? And he's like, yes, but I'm the only one that speaks in an English accent. And they're like, ooh. Yeah, and it's true. Like, I mean, he actually could act. Uh, no offense to Kevin Costner, because I love that Robin Hood. Yeah, that one was pretty good. That one was okay. Yeah. That was the one that I, like, that I actually remember, the, the Robin well, Hood. I mean, like, that was a that was a big blockbuster of the 90s, you know? And that was when Kevin Costner was hot, man. That was like, he was doing, uh, he did Robin Hood. He did uh, uh, Dances with Wolves. He did uh, Field of Dreams. World. He did uh, Field of Dreams. He did, uh, I mean, you can go on and on. Hold on, did Kevin you say Waterworld? Because I don't think that was one of his better movies. <laughs> just, but just because it was a flop doesn't mean that it was, it was, I mean, I watched yeah, it once. Movie, like, I honestly how, don't. How do, you have, how do you have boats running off of gasoline when it's been thousands of years since gasoline has been made? Yeah, gasoline has a shelf life of like a year and a half. I don't even remember the movie. I watched it once. I don't remember anything. I don't remember if it was good or bad, honestly. The little girl had the tattoo of where land was on her back. Yeah, no, see, I don't remember any of that. I remember nothing yeah, about the yeah. movie. Yeah, I, I know I watched it, but I think I fell asleep halfway through it or something. And I was young too, so I I, I don't know. You didn't miss much. I mean, it was just a <laughs> super high budget movie that never made anything. Yeah. Well, I guess that happens. Um. So anyway, can I fucking tell you about Christmas now? Jesus Christ, I've been trying. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't like know, literally, Jesus Christ. An hour, right? So, like, we're, we're approaching an hour. No, so. I can, I know, it lasts as long as I want it to last. Just like sex, well, which typically ends up being <laughs> yeah, typically about, two and a half minutes. about 30 to 45 seconds, depending. Okay, I was trying to give you a little length there. The, the, well, I tried to give her a little bit of length, and that didn't work out either. So, um, it's more about the girth anyway, from what I'm told. Uh, so Christmas. All right. Fuck. Can I tell you finally about this? I've been trying to tell you about this for like 45 minutes. So Christmas, the reason why Santa is red and white 
and why we have a tree that we decorate is because there's a mushroom that you'll know if you see it it's the toadstool mushroom from like mario you know his head toadstool's head okay that red with the white spots that is a signature characteristic of the mushroom which is called amanita muscaria and this particular mushroom is kind of like the poster boy for a mushroom that'll get you high so um red and white santa you know his whole thing is red and white because that's like and it's it's like like i said this is underground right so the christianity is underground okay all these holidays all these traditions they all get passed on through word of mouth through like these it's it's all encrypted in language and code so that the the the, the, the roman catholic church at the time would not discover them because surely they would have murdered them to snuff out this religion in its infancy had they discovered it right so uh they they had the foresight to to hide all this stuff in parables and in code and stuff like that and so these traditions are, are things that they carried out easter is one of them that's how that's kind of how we got down this whole track in the first place uh but christmas is another one and and, and the red and white of santa is actually representative of this uh well well it's alleged that the, it's representative of the red and white markings of this mushroom the amanita muscaria which is the like i said it's one of the ones that gets you high it's one of the fun ones and so um the reason why we have like a christmas tree that we um decorate and we hang stuff on is because uh, people would harvest the mushrooms, but then they would hang them on the branches of a conifer tree to dry. So basically they were ornamenting these evergreen trees with these red and white mushrooms um, so that the mushrooms could dry. Because once they were dry, you could then use them to make this recipe of this wine, which they call the Holy Sacrament, um, and then drink it. And the Holy Grail, you know, the cup that they call the Holy Grail, right. the, the cup that Jesus drank from, uh, that was a, a wine cup that they were drinking this sacramental wine from and the whole thing about him turning water into wine like they meant that literally it wasn't instant he took water and he he and he you know he made wine this sac this this sacramental wine from water and he turned the water into wine by brewing up this batch of this uh recipe of hallucinogenic uh holy sacrament that was a legacy that he was carrying on from his predecessor which was this guy named god i can't remember but he was a greek person because you know greece was like right there next to this whole area and so like the area that jesus is from and born in was under heavy greek influence from throughout his entire life and in fact the original christians actually spoke greek 
the original Bible itself, the original iteration of the Bible was written in Greek. Uh, that's how big of a Greek influence was in the region that Jesus was from. And this original wine recipe was a holdover from the Greek civilization, which had recently kind of been on the downtrend and Roman Catholicism was on the rise. So, um, and, and the Roman Catholics were, you know, establishing their, their power and their dominance in the region. And they were basically trying to snuff out any hint of this Greek um, religion and the tradition that was uh, the, from Greek culture, which is where Christianity originally started from. Uh, and, they, and they carried it over from a guy who was the, God, I cannot remember. There's going to be somebody out there listening to this who is just screaming like they know who this person is. But it was the, um, some Greek guy. He wasn't like a god or anything. You know, he's like a real person. Um, and he was like this wild ass, like this party animal who was like the original maker of this wine who would just like go out and take a bunch of people out into the woods and they would all drink this wine and get high and have orgies and do shit like that. Like that's what he would do. And then he, as he got older, like apparently Jesus took his recipe or, and, and he tried to revive it and bring it back to society, but they had to do it on the down low. So they did it underground. And that's how Christianity got started was actually as a pagan um, Greek-based religion based on trying to enlighten people through this um, this wine without being detected by the Roman Catholics who were in charge at the time. And that's what the whole book is and about. A short break. All right, and we're back. So <laughs> Oh, this is interesting. What do you mean, Rand? Okay, but it is interesting. Like, uh, it changes. It changes the way you look at Christmas, right? No, well, it's interesting, and it's and I'm not saying that it's not not true. But what I am going to say is, it makes a lot more sense than a talking snake and and six Earth moon six thousand years old. Okay, go ahead. I don't. I don't. I don't care. Is, is is more to the point like like Christmas now is not necessarily a Christian holiday. It is a is a it is a point for family to get together, like you said, during the jury season and have something for kids to look forward to. You give them something else. Like you give them something and and it's uh it's it's either act of love or an act of obligation or whatever you want to call it, but like the fact of 
you know, trying to piece apart the, the puzzle of how we got here, it doesn't matter. We're here. Fucking enjoy it for what it is and let your kids enjoy it. Let them become kids and adults later that can make the decision on their own if they want to celebrate or not and stop fucking worrying about it. You're worried about nothing. Well, no, I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about like where we came from and why we do. I'm just interested and I'm fascinated by it. In fact, I'm listening to a book right now, another audio book on evolutionary psychology. I know I'm not going to go unless you want me to. But uh, no, no, no. Evolution and what? evolutionary psychology, it's called the moral animal and yeah. it's by, who is this by? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't, I, I don't know. The, mo- the, is this the person that said that all the dinosaurs turned to dust and they died because of the dust? No. Tell me about that. What uh, is that? And, you know, um, you know, like th- that, that was a quote from Jurassic Park, by the way. Um, no, oh, the what? Meteor, what? The meteor hit the earth and caused a lot of dust, and the dinosaurs died because of the dust. And then my teacher told me about a story about, you know, from our, our book by Mending Backer, and she said, and then he slams the door in her face, <laughs> or in, my, in, uh, in his face, and then he turns around, and there's Lex, and she's standing there, and, she, and she's like, uh, so she told me I should ride with you because it'd be good for you. And then literally he just looks up at his girlfriend and she's just smiling because she knows that he hates kids. And that was, that was a very good point in the movie. Well, I remember that. I remember that part. But how, what were you saying before? How, how did we get to that? I was just, you... I was just, because you're, just, you're, you're citing random books as well. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to come on your podcast and tell you how, how to do your podcast. <laughs> You son of a bitch. I know. You're I never welcome here again. Oh, by the way, it's Robert Wright, the moral animal. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a book about evolutionary psychology. I'm really fascinated by it, about like why we are. It's about why what? why we are the way that we are, like from an evolutionary Darwinian standpoint, like a natural selection and, and, and genes, like why are these behaviors, these universal behaviors that you find with people across the planet, like regardless of their culture, their language, their society, whatever, like there's universal common characteristics that we all share. And so there therefore must be like these inherent genes that are inside of our DNA that are just coding for this. And then it's like, okay, so where did that come from? From a, like a Darwinian perspective of natural selection, how did we evolve to become the way that we are? Why do we do the things that we do? It's really interesting. Natural law law states that everything is done in self-preservation for the most part. Procreation is self-preservation. Yeah, that's basically it. Uh, you know, uh, same thing with anything that you do, uh, as far as like to get ahead in life, that's self-preservation. You're trying to make yourself better so that you're in a better standing, even though the race is only with yourself and you don't really realize that until it's too late, but whatever, right? Like we all still try and, and, you know, I mean, human nature is an animalistic nature when you look to the fact that we enjoy sex. Um, we enjoy doing things that hurt us because that reminds us that we're human and that we can do whatever we want. 
there's a lot of there's a lot of things that came along in the evolution of our our psyche. You know, I mean, monkeys do the same damn thing. Well, the book talks about that. The book talks about, um, and like, I'm just now getting to, I've got like five hours left. It's like a 16 hour audio book. And, um, but it's good. Like it flies by, it's got like five hours left, but it's, it's starting to talk about uh, chimpanzees, you know, being our closest um, ancestors and, and observing and how Jane Goodall observes certain behaviors in these chimpanzees that are very similar to people in fact i was just listening to it just a couple like you know earlier today um and they're talking about these chimpanzees one was like the alpha male there was another that was a beta male and they were they were equating the behaviors of the beta male chimpanzee and the alpha male to like modern day politics basically which is where uh they had this troop of chimpanzees where there was some males and some females and there was an alpha male and the uh, beta male basically went on campaign. Like he, he went around and he, and he gained the favor of the female chimpanzees in the group um, before like several weeks, he spent like weeks trying to earn the favor of these female chimpanzees. Um, so that once he earned their favor he could then stage a coup and and then use the female chimpanzee support as um you you know just part of like he he, that was some politics it's uh, modern politics basically yes the alpha male has always been who wins like i mean you go back to teddy roosevelt who got shot in the middle of one of the speeches and that's why they call him the bull moose because he it's hard to kill something like a bull moose. And he got up there, got shot, and then still gave a 90-minute speech while he was bleeding at the podium. Like, everybody respected him because he was a man among men, right? George Washington, man among men, huge, massive guy, went to war, fought, physically was active. Like, and your beta males have always been in the background, but now you're starting to see beta males become the superior men and it's because they are they're solidifying their no they're solidifying their support based off of other weaker like in, in weaker people here's the thing i think deep down women still want a big muscly guy to just hold them down and fuck the shit out of them. That's what I think. Deep down, that's what they want. Whether or not they want to admit it or not. I'm not saying they I'm not saying that they want the beta male. The beta male is able to convince them that he's good for them, that he's in their best interest. Yeah. Whereas the alpha male doesn't even try that because he doesn't have to. He ain't got nothing to prove. See what I'm saying? He doesn't have to appeal to those people because he's always had it. If The Rock ran for president right now, would he win? Yeah. Yes, he would. I think so. I would vote for The Rock. I would would vote for him, too. Why? Is it because he's just a, A, he's a great person. Like, he really is. Like, he demonstrates that time and time again with his fans, with the people that work close with him, and the fact that, like, I mean, he's just an open book when it comes to anything that's happened in his life. All right? And he is The Rock. Like, he is a physical just like 
every guy wishes that he could be in that kind of shape. Yeah, he'll single-handedly whoop China's ass all by himself. <laughs> right, right. We, we don't even all of China. Just he will just punch the entire country of China in the face and give them the rock but bottom and the, the people's elbow. Is if you have that, if you have that person who is the alpha, he doesn't have to appeal to women. Women are already on his side because he is an alpha. But whereas if Pete Buttigieg wants to run, he's got to appeal <laughs> Mayor to Pete. all of those. <laughs> hey, and, and don't get me wrong. Hey, Mayor I Pete. I like Mayor Pete. I like Mayor Pete. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I like Mayor Pete, too. I didn't have anything with her against Mayor Pete. Well, honestly, I thought that he was a better, he would have been a better fit for running. Sorry about that. Like, he just, he is setting himself up for the future, and that's fine, and I, and I get it. And, you know, like, I just like the guy. Like, he's, he's nice. I liked him right? better than Creepy Uncle Joe, but whatever. Keep going. Sleepy Joe. Well, I said uh, Creepy Joe, yeah, but no, Sleepy, I, too. Both. But, he, well, I mean, I, I personally think that Joe is just bidding his time that the Democratic Party put him up as a figurehead because they knew they could win an election based off of his He's almost 80 years old. God. You know, they said the other day that he might run again for no, re-election. There's no fucking like, way. How? There's no he fucking way. A, he can't put a coherent sentence together unless he's got... Uh, teleprompter cards to read off of. You, you like you like how he tried to like show his ass and like skip up those steps up up the Air Force One. Like he didn't try to walk up. Here's what here's what I knew that this motherfucker was on the way out because he didn't try to walk up those steps to Air Force One. He tried to jog up those steps to Air Force One. If me, thirty seven year old me, if I was the president, I wouldn't even be trying to jog up the steps of air up to air force one i would just be taking my time walk i might show off and take like two steps at a time you know just to show that my legs are long enough and strong enough and i can take two <laughs> steps at a time but this motherfucker was trying to like just jump not even using the handrail he was just like oh i'm just gonna show all these people how youthful and full of vigor i am and i'm gonna just jog up these steps pop 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 and it bit him in the ass and I was like, yeah, and I was like, I get the first one with the second and the third fall. I didn't get that. I mean, like, I'm going to say this. You probably never heard the story, but uh, Biden isn't actually, he's an actually good dude. Like, personal, he knows people, he's a good dude. I don't doubt that one, one bit about him. Like, he, there's this guy, there was this kid well, now he's our age. Um, actually, he's in his forties, and uh, he was at the time he was going. He was at DC, uh, one of those colleges around there. What's that college? It's right there, not Columbia. Georgetown. Um, Georgetown. And anyways, Biden was a senator at the time, and uh, he came in there and he gave this like this speech or whatever to the Student Government Association of, of Georgetown. And at the time, the president of the of that you know student organization uh, was sitting there, and like he had some questions afterwards. And uh, you know, Biden was like, "Hey, we don't really have time to do it in this setting, 
you want to go grab a beer afterwards? And of course, like, you know, a freaking 21-year-old kid is going to go, sure, yeah, would love to go grab a beer with you, Senator. So he goes, okay. So they go to this bar. It's like right down by Georgetown. Uh, I can't remember what the actual bar was called. And uh, So he took a 21-year-old to a bar to get drinks. Okay. Well, hold on just a second. Okay. So then he calls. Then he calls his sons, both of them, because they were they were still living up there at the time, and they drove in together because they were both in college at the time, and they came over and they all hung out, had a few beers, and like you know just had a kind of a a, a guys' night. Like it was it was bullshit. Like they they never even talked politics. They just talked like fun stuff and life and everything else. So, anyways. The guy, freaking, you know, like, that's the only time he's met Biden. And then he's working in D.C. He's been working there all of his life, like 20 years. He's sitting on a bench next to uh, one of the subway, you know, outlets over by the Capitol. And he's reading the newspaper. And this guy sits down next to him and is like, uh, Hold on a second. My wife just texted me and said, cold. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wives. Am I right? Does that, does that mean she's cold and you have to get up and. What did he walk away? Oh, the fuck. You're going to leave in the middle. Shit, the worst guest ever. No, I'm trying. I'm trying to get a cover. Well, why don't you just like turn the heat on on the thermostat or something? Where's the cover? You're a millionaire. You live in a big giant new house. Well, you don't have a heater. No, I do, but I don't want to turn it up because it's already 71 in here. She's cold because hashtag women. <laughs> hashtag bitches. So, anyways, so he's on this bench, and uh, okay. So, well, who sits on the bench? Biden? No, the guy. The the, the, the guy from guy. from like twenty years ago. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's sitting on the bench, and Biden walks up to him and goes, uh, sits down. And he goes, and at this time, Biden's vice president for Obama. And, you know, like, Secret Service walk around, and, you know, and then he looks over at the guy and he goes, hey, I know you. And the guy goes, uh, vice president. Well, so uh, his brain does work. Yes, sir, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, you were that kid that I went, that we went out and we had drinks at uh, Georgetown that night. And he was like, yes, sir, I am. And they sat there and they talked about it for 30 minutes. Like, that's 20-something years later. Like, to me, that's a good guy. Like, he remembers people, you know. Now, does his policies work? No. Did, has he ever done anything in government that is worth a shit, in my opinion? No. But the fact is that he is a person. Okay, so... so I treat him with respect on that line. So is it more important that he's a good guy, or is it more important that he's good at running the country? Like, would you rather, this is just a hypothetical, would you rather have an asshole who could run the country well, someone argue that that's kind of like Trump, 
Or would you rather have someone who's more palatable, who's not so quite as good at running the country? Well, first off, my opinion is the president shouldn't be doing shit as much as presidents have been doing since Bush. What do you mean? Uh, Well, the Bush era, W, he came along, and when 9-11 happened, I mean, he had to step up and take take the bull by the horns. That was his only option. Mission accomplished. And he got mission. Hey, hey. Hey, we won. Mission accomplished. We can go home now. The axis of evils (laughs) that we're coming for. Weapons of mass destructions. Construction. <laughs> and, and don't get me wrong, and W is awesome too. Like I like him as well. Oh yeah, I love him as a dude. Yeah. Like I want to have a beer with him. Same thing. I would love to sit down and have a beer with Obama, even though I don't drink beer. Like, why not? Oh, like, uh, you're talking about someone that says, "Oh, oh, a lot." Uh, him and Jeff Gold. Could you imagine a conversation make sure between him and Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> Yeah, you want him to like give you the brother the brother shake and then the 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 one arm hug and then you snap at the when end. When Keenan Peele did that, when Keenan Peele did that in that episode, they totally called him out on that. I'm like, dude, that is there is I have seen that in so many videos that Obama has done that. Yeah, well, white guys he shakes their hand like normal, and then yeah, black guy he gives him the black guy hug. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's half his culture. Well, I mean, yeah, it's not a problem. It's not a problem. I'm just saying it's just, it's, yeah, I'm not saying it's a problem. I think it's funny. I think it's funny that he does that. But like, I, I mean, yeah. Talk a lot of shit. Too. I think he, he did some modeling, but he also had a big boy job. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a big boy job. Then he moved oh. down here for a different big boy job. And uh, now he's down here. So it's with his wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with Alex, yeah. Yeah, dude. I love her. Oh, she's so great. 
What's going on with uh, all my friends having uh, wives with dude names? So we've got Jamie and we've got Alex. These are both wives of friends. Well, I guess Jamie. Um, my wife's name is spelled J-A-M-I-E. So that's a that's a, a women's way of spelling it. Okay. I don't know what you want to argue you, with on that one. Are you being what's, sexist? What's Chris's wife's name? Are you being sexist? No, I'm just telling you. There are are you wait, wait, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. Are you saying that there is a proper way to spell a woman's name versus a man's name? Tell me. First off, yes, there is. And secondly, I despise the fact that people don't spell names correctly. There is a girl at my office right now. Her name is Christina. How does she spell her name? Uh, okay, I'm going to guess something crazy because I'm assuming, based on the way that you framed that question, that it's a crazy okay. way to spell it. So, Deductive Christina. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so I'm going to say it's K. Am I right so far? No. <laughs> I'm already wrong. Okay, but this is how it, I would guess it would be something like K H R Y S T E I N A I G H C R I S T Y N A. Okay, hold on, wait. C R I S T Y N A. Yes, yes. Christina. Christina. Mm-hmm. But she, okay. I mean, that's not as crazy as. But the point is, what that she's misspelled her name. Right, well, yeah. Okay. Well, she didn't. Her parents did. I, I doubt she had any well, say in the matter. I, I don't give a shit. The point is, her <laughs> parents didn't know how to spell fucking a name. And so they fucked it up and they spelled her name in the wrong way. I mean, it'd be no different if somebody spelled my name A R R O N. Okay, like, so am I Spanish now? Well, so yeah, no, 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 you. So this this raises a good point. When parents name their kids something like that, Christina, uh-huh. they're the the motivation behind doing it. Like it, it must. I feel like it must be self-serving in some place like like they're they're not doing it for the kid they're not doing it for the kid this this they're not thinking about the kid right they're they're thinking about themselves because in their mind i feel like this is what's happening this is their thought process and i could be wrong but i feel like this is what's going on in their head in their head they're thinking i have a kid people are going to ask me what my kid's name is i'm going to tell them but if i tell them christina and it's spelled the normal way, it's not going to be, it's not going to stand out. It's not going to be special or unique. So the only way I can do it is to spell it in a weird way. And then when somebody asks me what my kid's name is, I can say, it's Christina spelled with a C-H and a Y. And then it's kind of like people who get a dog that's a rescue. And then they can't just, they just can't fucking wait to tell you that their dogs are rescue. It's like they're just waiting yeah, on someone to ask them what their kid's name point. is so that they can stop and say, Oh, her name's Christina and it's spelled this way K R A I G H A S I I Y T N A 
E-G-H. Oh, oh Do you know why my daughter's name is Sutton? Sutton. Um, no, that's like a last name, but it's a first name. So, but go ahead, tell Sutton, me why. It is, yeah, you're right. It is a last name. Sutton is Anglo-Saxon for from the South Farm. Oh, so so your your daughter we is a racist. Her name is racist. Uh, and, and and like my my area right here is a farm. Essentially, it means eighteen acres. And so that's why we named her Sutton. Now her middle name is Anne, which is after my grandparents. Both my mom and my dad's side had Anne as their middle name, and my sister. So we did Sutton Anne Smith. Sutton Ann Smith, so her her initials are sass. So she's sassy. Her initials are sass, that's right. She's just full of sass. She's full of sass. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know where, you know know why I named my kid Owen? Because Because you had an affinity for the Wilson brothers? Uh, Yes, but also... Because um, his initials, well, his middle name is Graham, so his initials are OG. Damn. Original gangster. That's right. That's exactly right. OGM. Original gangster man. (laughs) (laughs) If only my my last name was like hyphenated with MF. Like OG, yeah, like Miller well, Francis. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll marry somebody that's named, you know, Ferdinand or something like that, and they can hyphenate it. And then they can hyphenate, and then they're yeah. And then speaking of which, I mean, people with names, uh, Lucas. You remember Lucas, right? Newbauer, Officer yep. Newbauer. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Officer Newbauer. Uh, now uh, Lieutenant Newbauer. Ooh, fancy. Congratulations, Lieutenant LT. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Lucas, uh, his brother Diane. was named. Do what? Nothing. Well, his brother's name is. Uh, oh shit! What is his brother's name? His brother's name is Oh shit! Wow. No, 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 I can't remember what his first name is. Oh. Anyways, so his brother. So in the German. Like, they're German family. They don't have middle names. You have a first name and last name. That's all you have. You don't have a middle name. Yeah, which makes sense. I don't and understand so, middle names. But go ahead. Well, look, middle names are, it's a, that is a very uh, uh, British style of naming name culture. Like, it's not a, it's not something that the rest of the world really does. Or if you're in Eastern uh, Asia, it's the entire name uh, of everybody that ever came before you, or whatever. Like you know, India is really bad about having names that are hyphenated and all sorts of things. Yeah. So, uh, long story short, um, so God, I can't remember his name now. And he got his diploma from uh, what you might call it from uh, Texas Tech. And when they they started to send it. Like, they're like, hey, um, we just want to say, sorry, we misspelled your last name. 
So if you don't mind just writing us out exactly what you want your name to be on your diploma, and then we'll, we'll print it just like that. And so he was like, okay. So he gave his first name, put Danger as his second name, and then put New Power. So they sent him a diploma with his name with Danger as his middle name. So, uh, well, then they fucked up on that one, too. And they misspelled his first name. And it's like a simple first name, too. It's like, oh, God, I can't remember. It's like David or something stupid. Like, like they like misspelled that. So then they sent him another one with a correction. So he has two diplomas, one that he hangs in his office and one that he hangs at his house. That has danger as a middle name. Well, so finally, like... He went to the DMV and got it legally changed to where his middle name is Danger. Oh my God, no! Like, and it's like, shit, that's awesome. That's and I was like, why don't you do that? And he goes, No, I'm not gonna do that. I was like, Why not? And he goes, Because, like, how do you top that? I was like, I don't know. Put something cool in your middle name. He's like, All right, I'm gonna put chaos. <laughs> chaos. Like, that's the choice that you make. And he goes, Yeah, I want people to know that I'm just fucking crazy. Like. All, yeah, because danger is not crazy chaos. enough. Like, okay, well, you need to rethink that because, like, there's plenty of other things, like Big Dick Sally or something. Like, you put something in there. Like, just do something fun. Well, um, so my cousin, who his name is William Bailey. That's his. So my cousin William, uh, when he used to come visit us as a kid, um, he would, he would come down and he lived like in Dallas and, uh, we lived out in the country. Right. So he would come stay with us for a couple of weeks during the summer. And when he was with us during the summer, he insisted that we call him by his country name, which was John danger Miller. So for those, for those two weeks, he was John danger Miller and danger was his real name. And that, that's not a fun story. I'm just, I don't know why I fucking said that. I she was coming out saying that's stupid. Hey! I'm in danger, danger. I get it, I get it. Do you, do you have time for some listener questions? Absolutely. Let's answer them. Okay. Um, so we've got uh, from Zach. Zach wrote in. You know, the only people that, that send me stuff are people who actually are on the show. And that... <laughs> <laughs> or or my mom and dad <laughs> and ladies in case you're wondering i am single i'm just kidding uh no i'm not but uh okay so zach says most overrated food that everyone likes most overrated food that everyone likes that everyone likes yeah like a food that everyone likes that's really overrated that a lot of people like like i'm sitting here going like well i can name five foods right now that like people just go nuts over and i'm like how did i like those right i know i like them too like sushi like people say sushi's overrated and i fucking could destroy i can destroy oh, yeah, an entire dude. ocean of sushi all day yeah yeah um Food that that are that's overrated. Fried fish. Yeah, well, I guess fish in general. I'm not a big I'm not a big fish guy. 
Oh, I mean, it can be prepared right. But, I mean, like, fried fish, you really can't fuck that up. Like, if if the batter is good, that's all you're tasting anyway. Generally, it's a it's a crappie or it's a, it's catfish for us in East Texas. So, therefore, like, there's no fishy taste. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just what it is. And so you're tasting the batter. That's what's so good. And that's what's salty. That's what that's what really gets you going. Yeah, I can't think of anything. Crawfish. Oh yes, that's a good one. Crawfish and crab. Crab too. Crab and lo- lobster. No, 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 no. Fuck you. No. Crab and lobster both are so overrated. They're not good. It's so much work for so little meat. And even the meat is not that fantastic. It's oh, honestly, yeah. and it's crab, way overpriced. Crab and king crab, you can turn around and have that. And if it's done right, it is fantastic. No, I don't want to spend $20 to get two ounces of meat that I have to work 30 see, minutes just to get. And that's a, that's a problem that I have with crab is that I, I do think it's overpriced. And, you know, I want to go one one year to Alaska where they fucking fish for it and see if it's cheaper. Because I know a friend of mine, he did a uh, nursing tour up in New Hampshire because mm-hmm. he does traveling nursing. And he went up to Maine and he was like, dude, you can get an, like, you know, pounds of lobster tails for like nothing. He said that he had... Three lobster tails for, I think he told me, like 15 bucks. That's a lot of meat when you think about lobster tails, right? And so, well, yeah, I guess down here, I mean, shit, like one lobster tail is like 15 bucks at least. Right. Yeah. So, but he said the problem is is that they don't believe in seasoning anything up there. They just steam it or they, they boil it. And so it's very, very bland other than the butter that you dip it in. So he asked me to send him a uh, bottle of Tony Saratra's seasoning. <laughs> <laughs> dude, Tony Saratra's is just shit. You I, know? I, I, I mailed him some, dude. <laughs> you mailed him some? To the restaurants. Everywhere he went up there, he took it to the restaurant so he could actually palate the meat. You know what else is good? <laughs> Go ahead. He well, told me go ahead. That uh, that even steak was like it was like it was like they just put it on the grill, and it's like no, 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 no. You're <laughs> supposed to marinate this meat. You're supposed to at least put salt on it. It leaves salt. Yeah. And they would just put it on like no. No, that's that's heresy. Like you, <laughs> like I mean, salt, pepper, salt and pepper, medium rare. If you do a steak, right? Salt and pepper, medium rare. That's the way to do it. That is the that is the perfect way to do a steak. But uh, there's this other seasoning that's kind of like Tony Satchery's that I, that I came across. It's called Slap Your Mama. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Slap Your Mama? I have. I have. Yeah. So I got some Slap Your Mama, the hot kind, because you don't know, like spicy shit. And uh, so I put that on everything, dude. It's so good. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I was wondering if you had that. But anyway, uh, any other country? If you could, if you could live in any other country, what would it be? Mm. I think it would probably yeah. it'd probably be one of the like the Norwegian countries, like um, like 
Norway, Norway. Sweden, Finland. Yeah, Nor. What did I say? Norwegian. What is that called? The uh, fuck. Those three. Norway, Swinland, Swinland, Swit. Swit. Fuck. God, it's late and I've been drinking. Norway, Switzerland, Finland. Those three. What are those called? Like those three together. There's like a name for it. I don't know what you call that offhand. Um, the fuck. Anyway, probably be somewhere in there. Because I'm racist and I, and I hate minorities. I'm joking. Um, yeah, but you know what, though? Like, I, I honestly, like, once this winter storm came around, you know, this winter storm that we had, you might, yeah. maybe, maybe you noticed it. Um, it wasn't terrible. Like, when it wasn't windy. When you say it wasn't terrible, what do you mean? Because I, I think we had two different experiences. Okay, so when it wasn't, like, as far as the temperature, like, when it, when the wind wasn't blowing, it was zero degrees outside, and I was just hanging out outside like normal. Like, it was not a big deal. Like, I mean, I was layered up. I probably had, like, five layers on, but it was, like, zero degrees, and I was just hanging out outside. Did you have power? Yes, but they have okay. power. Like, their infrastructure allows for that. Right, but I'm saying, like, I mean, I'm not talking about like the day after tomorrow scenario where like no one has power and everyone's starving. That's what it was down here. Well, no, it was up here too. But like my, okay, this, where we are, we're one of the only, like we got lucky. Like everyone else didn't, but like for whatever reason, this little pocket that we're in, we did. But I'm saying like there, like they have all that. Like, it's just like that, you know, it's, that's normal. Well, they're built for it. Like the, our houses are not built for that shit. Our, our insulation, our pipes are like six inches in the ground. Like, I mean, up north where it gets cold, their pipes are way further down the ground. They go into a basement where they're insulated. And then they come up into the house from there. Like here, they're literally like people don't understand. Like people were talking shit about Texas and like how everything was falling apart. And I'm like, guys. Well, it's because we're not. Yeah, this. Yeah, our entire. It's. I mean, it, it was. It was everything that you could imagine. Like they're like, oh, well, the coal plants couldn't even shovel the coal to keep the damn furnaces burning for the energy. Well, yeah, that was because a there was a fucking foot of snow on top of it. It was so frozen that even excavators couldn't pick through the ice to grab the coal, and they couldn't put the coal into the actual burners because they had so much water on them that it would have ruined the actual machines. So they just stopped producing. I mean, like, there are so many different things that happened that were cataclysmic and that you couldn't replicate, but could be avoided. Right. Well, right. now that we know, and, and you know, people are talking about like, oh, Texas just needs to like join the rest of the nation with the power grid. I'm like, no, fuck that. No, we don't. We need to keep our own power grid. We just need to make it better. Like, right. I don't, I don't think the answer is to just plug in because the nation's power grid is susceptible to the same type of shit. It's not like they have some kind of special magic power where their power grid 
is immune to this sort of like a tragedy and ours isn't it's it's like what do they have that we don't they might have a little more stuff but my point is is that like now that we can see now that we see that this once once in a well like since we've had electricity this shit hasn't happened like people are like oh this happened back in the 1800s yeah well we didn't have fucking power lines and the infrastructure that we do now well another thing is is that 10 years ago we did have a big freeze and they know that this sort of thing could have gotten worse and it lasted like a day yeah but it wasn't like a huge and it was it was still rare at the time it wasn't to this extent right it wasn't to this extent so they were like eh that was a one in 100 years but now with with climate change and the way that things are going like it's going to happen more often so you've got to start building your infrastructure better well another thing that you should know about our power infrastructure is most of the electrical lines that are run especially in rural areas were ran around i don't know 50 years ago so the actual metal that is in the lines it's getting worn out it's a matter of time like it's just it's just a matter of time and what we've been doing is we've been patching it right like we've been spent fixing it like we're, we're patching it oh a tree falls down oh we'll replace this 100 foot span but but what they should be doing is they should be doing a rollout from the major cities all the way out to the rural areas where it's all new and it's all underground. Yeah. That's what they should be doing. Yeah. But, you know, for whatever reason, we're not there yet, and they're afraid to do it. You want me to tell you, Biden, how you fucking save the economy? I'll tell you right there. Go ahead and make jobs for people doing that shit. Yeah, creating but, infrastructure that that's what they're doing is they're re-establishing the infrastructure well i just i just read earlier that uh biden is rolling out some well he's i don't know if it's going to get passed it probably will but um i think everything's like democrat controlled now so it probably will but except for the, the court but yeah but uh yeah so but like a two trillion dollar infrastructure plan where they're apparently going to rebuild the, the infrastructure. I mean, but $2 trillion doesn't seem like enough. Uh, so I don't think it's going to be for like the entire country. It's probably just going to be for some stuff here and there. But, um, but like, yeah, all these, all these power lines being above ground is fucking bullshit. Like I, right now, we're heavily wooded areas. Like it's fucking asinine. Well, right now, out where we are out here like in, in this part of north texas um there, there there's a there's a huge amount of growth up here like north of dallas um yeah everybody's fleeing the city they're coming out yeah they're all headed north up here into what used to be the country and it's quickly becoming not the country but um so so they're expanding the roads and when they expand the roads they also redo the utility lines and they're making all the fucking utility lines just like they were before. Like they have this opportunity uh-huh. to bury the lines. Like while they're uh-huh. before they put in the roads, while they're constr- doing all this extra construction to increase the infrastructure out here, they're doing all this stuff for the roads to make them bigger so more people can get out here. But all the power lines are still those old fucking wooden poles that are sticking out of the ground. Every That's single one. Yes. It's the cheapest way to do it. And I'm like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? We're just going to keep kicking this can down the road? Like, if you would just bury all the lines, if all the lines were just buried underground, 
But you know what? You want me to tell you why that happens, Justin? You want me to tell you why the can gets kicked? It's because the people that are in power are there to stay in power. They're there to create themselves a job for the future. So rather than actually handling the job and fixing the problems that are there, they just kick the can. So that next cycle, they can still talk about it and they can still try to fix it. They can still try to do it. And that, my friend, is the ultimate problem. It has nothing to do with the actual infrastructure. It has to do with politicians that are in power. They're the ones that continue to do this bullshit of not solving the problem because they want to be able to fucking run on it the next cycle and the cycle after that and the cycle after that. So I'm not going to argue. Yeah. They see the problem. They see it. I'm not saying that. They choose not to push. I'm not saying that politicians aren't partly responsible for it at all. I think that they are, but I'm thinking that there's always going to be problems to solve. Like if they solve this problem, there's going to be no shortage of problems to right. solve later. But they don't see it like that. They don't see it like that. Well, it's kind of like, uh, you, you know, the whole thing with like Biden and Trump, like all this shit that's happening right now with Biden, with everything reopening suddenly now that he's in office, like that shit could have happened sooner. That shit could have happened sooner. All this stuff that he's doing now, this stuff could have happened sooner, but they didn't want it to happen when Trump was in office. So they wanted it to happen when Biden was in office. And so they like blocked it, blocked it, said bullshit. No, we're not going to do it. And then Biden's in office and suddenly they're going to do it. Like with the stimulus checks and the opening stuff up and the passing out the vaccines, all this stuff. Now suddenly they're doing because he's in office and now he can take credit for it. And it's bullshit. This is why this whole two parties. So much as think it's him taking credit for it. I think it's the party is taking credit for it. Well, you know, you know what I mean? Like the same thing. Well, I, I, I do. I, I do. But I, I, I mean, like, I think that anybody that, you know, listens to this podcast, they should know that Biden is definitely not the demon. Like, the problem is the, is the Democratic Party. They have changed things over the years to where they want to stay in power. And I'm not saying the Republican Party is not, not the fault either. I don't like either one of them. But the point is, is that <clears throat> they continue to do the same damn thing. They call the division. They find a, a focal point. They make us all look to it. And then they try to make everybody worry about it. That's bullshit. When when you have shit that could be worked on right now, but we're ignoring it. The education system is a total flop. You know, you work there. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's awful. Public education is stupid. Like they've dumbed it down to the point to where anybody could be teaching public education. I don't mean that as a, as a fault to any any person that has chosen to be a, a, a teacher or uh, has you know is in the administration or anything like that. It's not their fault. It's the politicians' fault. The politicians have made it to where you've got to teach the test, you've got to get your kids to pass it if you want funding, and that is wrong. That's absolutely a hundred percent wrong. Yeah, it should be based off the kids. It should be based off the community, and it should be about reinforcing that community and helping that community grow. That's what education was meant to be. And and if you want to go back, you know, 70 years ago, 
education wasn't meant was meant to sit down, shut up, learn how to do your job, so that you can go into manufacturing and you can sit down, shut up, and learn to do your job. Right? Like it was a it was a streamlined process. Well, now that's not how that's not how the industry works. The industry needs free thinkers. The industry needs people that are willing to to learn things and and expand the horizon and question things and figure things out. But we haven't trained kids to do that anymore. We've trained kids to be complacent, or we've trained kids that they're supposed to win everything. They're supposed to have everything handed to them. They're supposed to have a job. They're supposed to have one. That's what happens, right? When you get out of high school and you go into college and you get a degree, just just have a job handed to you because you've got a fucking degree. It's bullshit. And if anybody is proof of that, it's me and you. How so? It's fine. I, I mean, that, you, you know, I, I agree with a lot of that. I mean, so, you know, people who teach, I mean, you know, you have to have a degree to teach. Um, like, you know, you have to have a, you have to have a degree just to, well, you have to have a degree and then you have to get a certification on top of the degree right. to, to teach. And then once you teach, you know, you get in and you have all these, really big ideas about all these crazy things that you want to teach not not crazy as in like 
bad crazy, but I mean like crazy as in like uh, wild. Just kind of history. You want to teach them about why things are this way, and uh, yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. You, you want to get them to think. Right, but then you get in there and you quickly find out that, and and, it's, and I'm not even blaming the school districts, like. No, it's not their fault. No, like, well, yeah, because the school districts, they, they kind of talk out of both sides of their mouths, but they kind of do so knowingly because they're like, they'll tell you on one hand that, hey, we want you to give these kids a well-rounded, robust learning. Um, and, but then on the other end, all that really matters at the end of the day, when it, when, when, when everything's like, that, when, you know, when, when it's, when it's down to nut cutting time, um, the only thing that they really care about is those scores in the star test. Now, because, because the way the schools are funded, it's actually a combination of several different factors. The scores that are on the star test are, are a big factor. The STAR test is the, the statewide standardized test for the state of Texas. Um, so that, that test, the, how they do on that is one big factor in how schools receive funding. Another big factor is attendance. So you're either over 95% attendance or you're under 95% attendance, meaning that 95% of your kids showed up you know, every day. Or you had 95% attendance across the school board on average for the whole year. Um, and you either did, and then each thing that they do is worth points and all those points add up. And however many points you have at the end will determine your rating, like A plus, A, A minus, B plus, whatever. And then that rating also equates to funding. So at the end of the day, it all comes back to money. How do you get money? Well, a big part of that is your test scores. What? How do you get good test scores? Well, you teach to the test. Teach the test. But then at the same time, you can't teach, it's, it's really hard to teach to the test and also give them this big robust curriculum full of stuff that's gonna prepare them for the real world. It's like, basically, we know all the topics that are going to be on this test. So we just, and, and in fact, they have it all itemized out. Like, we know what they're going to ask questions. We don't know what the questions are going to be, but we know what the questions are going to be about. And so the entire year is built and constructed around teaching towards these topics so that we can get good grades in the test so we can get more funding because it's all about money. So that's really what it's become about. And it's really a shame because I mean, but, but at the same time, I I'm at a loss for a better alternative. I mean, you want to incentivize people to do, to teach well. And the only way you can keep track of who's teaching what and how they're doing compared to everyone else is to is to have a standardized test where you can compare apples to apples and compare how the kids at our school are doing to how the kids at another school are doing 
uh, the only way you can tell how we're doing versus a school in Austin and how they're doing is by having the kids take the same test and seeing how the kids do on this particular test and then comparing the two. So I understand like the thought process behind it of standardizing the test and standardizing what's expected to be learned so that at the end of the year, but, but really this entire thing is just built around trying to make it so that the state can compare the performance of one school district to another and award or penalize that performance based on, I'm sorry, that school district based on their performance on how they're doing. When in, when in reality, it should be, you have, we like the funding should be per kid, period. Like, I don't care how your kids do in the classroom, like, and, and on the test. Because our school, if we have 2,000 kids, which we actually have somewhere between 1,500 and 2,000 kids. Um, let's just say we have 2,000 kids. The funding that we receive should be on a how like a per kid basis. Like you get this many dollars per year. That's how they do it. And that should be flat regardless because every kid, it costs the same amount to teach this kid that's in this rich school district who has good scores it costs the same amount to teach them as this kid who's in this poor school district who may not get as good scores and maybe they don't go to school as often but the cost is still the same per kid yet this rich school is getting more money even though they don't need it um because their scores are better because they're in a more affluent area where the kids have more access to resources and they do better so like there should be like a flat funding per kid however it's it doesn't work that way it's like the good kids get more funding and the and, and the kids who don't do as well get less and so how is that supposed to help the kids who aren't doing as well to give them less money like they're the ones who need it the most but yet they're not the ones who are getting it and it costs the same amount. So I don't, yeah, the whole, it's, it doesn't really make sense. Like I, I kind of understand the thought process, but I, but I don't entirely. Well, I mean, I totally get it from the standpoint of you have to figure out a way to make it applicable for everyone. But your problem lies in that not every area is the same as every area. Like, you can't justify an education system that is based on a You can't justify an education system that is reliant on what kids in Austin are learning. Why? Because you're a rural area. You're, 
specifications are more for agriculture and different things that are happening in that area as opposed to yeah daddy i'll turn the light on let me turn the noise background for you <laughs> but dead life do what baby <laughs> is your tablet dead I don't think so, but I honestly don't don't know of a better way to do it. Actually, I have my own ideas, but I don't see a realistic way of making it happen. You need to go. come in handy of course 
Wars. I don't think that's the only yeah. one, but yeah, but I think well, that. I mean, my argument is that you standardize testing in a way to you know put everybody on equal footing, but the fact of the matter is, is not everybody's on equal footing. I got news for you, Huntington, Texas, my little town. You know what they're good at? Agriculture. They're good at ag. They're good at freaking deer hunting, fishing, and fixing boats. Fixing boats. Fixing deer stands. Fixing shit. They're fixers. So that's what it is. Here, I mean, no, you're wrong. There's kids in this school. There's a robotics program, and it's fantastic. They win nationals every year. They're great at it. Like, I'm not taking that away from those kids. But I'm saying that, like, they're not competing also against Austin, Texas. They're competing against other 3A schools. So yeah. are they really broadening their horizons? Not really. And what is that? That's an elective. That's not a job. That's not an actual. That's not like something they can. Well, do. It, it could be. It's just not a. It's just not a job that's very prevalent. Like there's not a lot of openings in a career in robotics. Um, I mean, not like. Well, I mean, it, it, it has a side of programming, so like you could get into programming, you start doing things like that. But I, I see what you're saying. Like, where does that avenue actually? you know, get you. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, it's not going to get you anywhere that you actually need to be for an actual job. But what I'm saying is that, you know, those same kids that are doing that at a 3A level in robotics, they're not going to be able to compete with the 6A kids who have a robotics program that's actually building full-size robots. Well, I mean, just because they can't compete with 6A kids doesn't necessarily mean that they shouldn't be just doing it just to have some some new skill set that they should. But it's you know. an extracurricular, right? So, so we're not teaching our kids to actually do what they're, you know, what they basically are more inept to do because they're around it more. We're teaching our kids to uh, learn about American history watered down. We're teaching them how to write really shitty papers, mm -hmm. persuasive essays mm -hmm. that have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And they're five paragraphs. Because anything over five paragraphs, that's just crazy. But then you get to college. Anything over like, five sentences is crazy. They yeah, can't write shit. Get, they don't even know how to college, write. And they literally like laugh you out of the room because you write in the toss essay format. Or, hey, oh, Julian, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, so I, I kind of had this idea of like how we could possibly just restructure the entire education system kind of from the ground up, like where instead of it being like, you know, you have grades where you go first grade, second grade, third grade, whatever, you basically have... I, I don't know what you would call it, but like certain milestones that you would need to reach in order, and in order to reach that milestone, you had to prove that you have some kind of a comprehension uh, of a topic to a certain extent to be able to go to the next level. So like, you know, maybe you, you kind of start at the end and work your way backwards. Like what would be at the end of high school? Like, okay. So at the end of high school would be some sort of a certification 
to be able to go directly into the workforce for something or go to college like there could be like college route and there could be like a workforce route so that by the time you graduated high school like so so at some point during high school you could choose do i want to go the college route or do i want to go to the to the, the the trade route like the workforce route and if you wanted to go the college route you know you would have basics it'd be kind of like college where you where your first couple of years are basics like you have everyone has to take these certain core classes which are basics but once you get past that then you could choose okay do i want to go the workforce route or do i want to go the college route and if you go the college route you have multiple multiple avenues where you can go i'm going to change my life like right. it's not just high school it goes into college it continues on okay I'm with you. Right, because there's like a good chunk of kids who, and we're teaching all these kids like as if their only route to success is to go to college and uh, get a degree and then get a, a, an office job and then live out the rest of their life in misery at this fucking office job that they hate. And most kids just don't want to fucking do that. And they already know that. All they want to do is work. They want to work and they want to make money and they're not afraid to work. So let's just let them fucking work. Like, if you want to work, fine. As soon as you graduate, you're 18, you can work, but you're going to have to have some sort of like certificate or something that proves that you can do that. They like welding or construction or electrician, uh, electrician or, or plumbing or. Well, you, already have those in, you already have those in place too. Like, I mean, like you have to, to become an electrician, a master electrician, you have to apprentice under somebody. So well, you do it in high school. Every job essentially is an apprenticeship. Like, yeah. You've got to learn underneath somebody. Right. Like, do that shit during high school. You're already there. Mm -hmm. Why not just knock out all these apprenticeships for all these trade jobs while you're already there instead of like being forced to sit there and pay attention through this class that you fucking hate, like that you're forced to take and you don't really understand. Like, most of the classes that you take when you're in high school, you're just taking them because someone told you that you had to. And you, you, you give zero shits about it when you could spend that same time that you're in there actually learning a trade so that as soon as you turn 18 or you graduate high school, you got this certificate or this apprenticeship that you can just go straight into the workforce as this experienced apprentice and start making money right out of high school. Or you can go the college route. Or, and, and you could go ahead and like, okay, you, you want to be an electrician. Okay. But to be a master electrician where you can own your own business, you have to go to college. You have to do this. You have to do this apprenticeship. You've got to do this. You got to do that. You, it's still a stepping stone. It's still a ladder, but like, it's a ladder that, you know, kind of designates you into a plane of existence. Whereas right now college just kind of like get this degree and maybe you'll find a job in your field. I mean, I don't have an example of that. I've got a political science degree. What did I do with that? I, I fucking work in IT. Like, yeah. There's, there's no proof other than that, that. Like, I work in a field that I have zero college experience in. Why? Because I know what the hell I'm doing when it comes to IT. Like I can, I can speak the language. I, I, you know, like I do my own computer work. Like it's, it's easy shit for me because it's come natural all my years of being around computers. Yeah, you were always kind of a computer nerd growing up. 
I remember you had like what we thought was a super sweet setup at the time. Do you remember with your fancy mouse where you were just like, it was like a ball that hovered and you moved it with your thumb? The track ball, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I got so much shit for that, like playing playing uh, like online gaming. Like I was an online gaming nerd, you know, like so like they'd be like, oh my God, could you imagine if he had an actual mouse? And I'm like, this is a great mouse. I remember trying to use it. It was so weird. It was so weird. I kept trying to move like the entire thing, but it was like mounted to the desk somehow. It was like heavy. It weighed like 10 pounds. Um, so I, I think now you think is a good time to wrap up. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think so too, man. Well, hey, you go take care of that, dude. But thanks for uh, thanks for doing this. This was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, so that. <laughs> Good night, Sutton. You're a sweet, precious angel. Good night. All right. <laughs> Oh, God, how half-assed is this? Wow. No, it's fine. It's fine. He's a good dad. He's doing what he's going to do. I get it. Uh, thanks for listening. That was fun. Hey, you know, this is just how it is. It's just people talking, you know. This is real shit, real life. Um, so we're going to end it here. And uh, remember to, you know, hit that uh, plus sign. Do all the good things. Don't do any of the bad things. Hit the, hit the plus signs, not the minus signs. The thumbs up are good. The thumbs down are bad. Don't, don't do the thumbs down. Okay. All right, and that's it. Thank you guys so much. We will see you. Oh, this is our 10th anniversary. This is our 10th anniversary. Happy 10th anniversary, our 10th episode ever. All right. All right. Thank you, guys. We will see you next time on This Just Is. All right. Good night.